0: The Gators Fan Podcast, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave_Sec. And going to change it up a little bit this week. I had planned originally to do just one episode uh, with this week's topics, and um, just going to. Released one early a little bit. Uh, interviewed Theatric Fason, former Gator great running back. Uh, and the interview was was pretty lengthy and, and a lot of good info out there. So I wanted to go ahead and get it out to, to the Gators Breakdown listeners there. Uh, we'll still do another episode this week previewing the uh, NFL draft with the guys at, uh, uh, at Sports Illustrated, All Gators. Uh, we'll get that. But wanted to go ahead and get the Theatric Facing interview out there. Just, you know, right now everybody just you kind of wants to have something else to think about <laughs> and uh, want uh, a little bit of a release, a little bit of a distraction out there. So why not two episodes this week? It was a great interview with Seatrick facing and talking about his time at Florida, the transition from Spurrier to Zook, from the transition from Zook to Meyer, uh, what went down and why he declared early uh, and decided to go to the NFL after a conversation with Urban Meyer. So uh, a lot there to to discuss. Uh, also the, the Chris Leak, who he who played with a bit there uh, at Florida. So really, really good insight from the theatric face and really good interview. Wanted to go ahead and get it out there uh, for you Gators Breakdown listeners. Before we get to the interview, remember, you can find Gators Breakdown at news 4 slash Gators Breakdown. All the Gators Breakdown episodes there, as well as your favorite podcast platform, um, Google Play, Spotify, Apple podcast all that good stuff that's where you can find gators breakdown and don't forget to go follow us on twitter and facebook at gators breakdown gator great running back ciatric facing joining us here on gators breakdown ciatric i can't thank you enough and uh give our listeners uh, uh an update on what you've been up to since your playing days of course played at florida went on to the nfl uh what what are you doing these days
1: uh right now i'm 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 training uh, I started a training business called Star Ready Athletes uh, back in 2010. And back in 2012, I also started a youth athletic association called Star Ready Athletic Association, which consists of football and basketball um, ages 5 through 14. And I've been coaching, coaching. I was coaching at Fletcher High School the last three years. Now that I moved on to First Coast High School. Uh, for an opportunity to be a head coach one day and just helping kids get recruited. And that's pretty much my, my, my life in a box uh, right now.
0: I'm glad you brought up uh, recruiting a bit. Take us back uh, a little bit before uh, you had made the decision to go to Florida and your recruiting story, of course. Uh, how long did you know you wanted to go to Florida? You, of course, playing in Jacksonville, uh, gator-heavy country, uh, you know, area there a lot of gator fans was was the recruiting process difficult did you know you wanted to go to florida for a long time did you have a hard time making the decision to go to florida take us back a bit
1: oh uh, well i grew up it's crazy i grew up a, a florida state fan but you know i always watched florida florida gator football and george bulldog football just because i'm a southern guy and i love football but i grew up a florida state uh person and when you know my uh ninth grade year, Florida State was like, uh, one of the first schools to offer me, uh, followed by Clemson and we ended up playing wide sex my my well, my tenth grade year, we played Tallahassee down at Fletcher. And I had a great game and those guys, you know, they offered me as a as a running back. Uh when I was in ninth grade and I played defense too. So and the next thing you know they came and told me I make a great safety. And you know, as Coach Spurrier was recruiting one of our linemen, Steve Arfling came down to watch him and he ended up liking me and offering me. And, you know, he invited me to come up to Gainesville. We went up to Gainesville. And the next day I committed to Florida because in my heart I knew that I was the place to be. And, you know, just from two days, um, they they showed me love, complete love, like love like no other school has shown me. He was he didn't sugarcoat anything with me. He was up front. And, you know, I just like the feeling. I like the town. So I committed to Florida, and I stuck with my commitment.
0: So talk about the change. Of course, you said Spurrier recruited you, but, you know, Ron Zook comes in as as head coach. What was your first thought, you know, Steve Spurrier leaves, and now Ron Zook is your head coach?
1: Well, I kind of had an idea. Coach Spurrier was uh, – probably wasn't going to be there even if, if he would have stayed my freshman year I figured he wouldn't have been there the whole time so I always prepared myself for him not to be there and other coaches who tried to recruit me try to use that as a tool but I fell in love with the Gators and um, you know, when Coach Zook first got there, I didn't know who Coach Zook was. I was like, "Who is this guy?" And because uh, you know, everybody know Coach Sh- Mike Shanahan was was at one time in the running, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is a this is about to be a great opportunity for me." You know, coming from the I formation, to be able to stay in the I formation, so it was great. But when Coach Zook got it, uh, him and that staff, Coach Fedor, Coach Armbrister, those guys hit it hard, and I was the first person they called when when they got the job, and it was crazy. Zook first weekend back in Gainesville was my first was my official visit weekend so we kind of arrived mm-hmm. at the same time so uh and those guys you know they honored everything Spurrier said you know give me number four uh let me compete my whole thing was not red shirt and because was like Co is gonna give you an opportunity not the red shirt I'm gonna give you an opportunity not the red shirt but if you uh if you if you come here, you know you, your your chance to get into the NFL are great. So I stay on my commitment. Uh, I don't think it was any other school close <laughs> close in a running because I I committed so early. So I was locked in on Florida from day one, and just wanted to make the best of my opportunity in Gainesville.
0: Well, let's let's talk about that time frame a little bit. Of course, that that was your time frame. Uh, you, you played and. You know, it was hard to follow a legend in Steve Spurrier, and I remember going back and you know Miami comes into town and and romps Florida uh, pretty good uh, there in that 2002 season. And uh, what was it about Ron Zook? You know, later on in that season gives Georgia their only loss uh, of the season. So what was it like playing under Ron Zook? You know that that career, you guys had some big wins, but you know some deflating losses as well. It's just like there was just you know that lack of consistency there with Zook, but man, he got you guys up for some big time games.
1: So I think I think uh, you know when he first got there. You know, some of the guys was was held over from the Spurrier, Spurrier staff and uh, some some of the players. I mean, you know, everybody didn't buy in at first. So you know, he's trying to get everybody to buy in the juniors and the seniors. Everybody didn't buy in at first. So we lost some games we shouldn't have lost, and and then we beat some teams that we 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 normally would beat, like the 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 Georgia who was ranked. Uh, top two in the in the in the nation we got blown out by lsu yeah. my my freshman year and then my sophomore year lSU won the national championship and we end up beating the lsu yep. you know i think it was all a part of us just buying in and the players just being disciplined i don't think we were disciplined enough as a as a unit to to go out there and do the, the accomplish the things we wanted to accomplish we knew we had the talent and we knew we could beat. Any team that was on our schedule, but as far as discipline and always being accountable for ourselves and each other, we we wasn't that type of type of program. And you know, that's that's really what hurt us. You, we had a lot of meat guys in the locker room and a lot of guys getting their feelings about playing time and, and stuff like that. So we we wasn't together as a unit, but uh far as him as a coach, man, he's a great players coach, kept us kept us uh Kept kept us motivated, and you know, I could also say, you know, everybody on our staff, you know, uh, sometimes you know they come from different conferences, they didn't know how to coach in the SEC, and just to be honest with you, and the 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 staff and the players being accountable was a big part of our the success that we didn't have. So. <laughs>
0: Well, Let's go to the last season there. Uh, you, Florida loses to Mississippi State, and you know the writing was on the wall there. And, and Ronzook ends up getting fired. W- were you surprised? You said he was a player's coach. You think that played into a part of him wanting to to, to stay on and finish out the season?
1: Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. I think uh, you know our players wanted him to stay. You know it's kind of hard going through a coaching change after after Game Six, uh, Game Five, and and you know players fought for him, but I think also, too, it was an addition for him. Uh, if he stay on and, and we go on the street and, and and beat these teams that people didn't think we could beat, you know, it was going to give him a job, which it did. It landed him in Illinois. Yeah. And I think he, he went off on a, on, a, on a high note. And at one point, it was people, you know, they were talking about, oh, we might need to keep Ron, But, <laughs> you know, at that time, he done already made a decision. The school done made a decision. But, you know, and for, for, for us juniors, juniors and seniors, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know who was coming in. So it was like, hey, you might as well go out there and ball. I mean, it, 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 we don't know who's going to come out. So we auditioning too. All the young guys was auditioning too. So that played a part in us going on that winning streak at the end of my, my, my junior year and winning games.
0: Let's go to that last game uh, for a second. A lot of Gator fans got to rewatch that game <laughs> last week. ESPN, I believe, was they reshowed. I don't, I don't know why they picked <laughs> this game, but they reshowed the uh, 2004 Florida Florida State game where uh, Ron Zook's last game. Bobby Bowden Field uh, gets renamed Ron Zook Field <laughs> for the night. As you guys <laughs> send out Ron Zook uh, victorious, was there? Could you, could you tell anything was different that last game going into that last week? Was there was there more in tune preparation? Was there a, a mindset from you guys? that You just kind of alluded to, you know, it was maybe kind of audition process, but was anything different going into that last game and, and you guys upsetting upsetting the Seminoles?
1: Well, we knew we knew, we knew it was a rival. We knew what had happened the year before in the swamp. And, you know, from when we played that Florida-Florida State game, we know what goes on from the Monday to to Thursday in practice. Uh, All you hear is the war chant music, especially with us going to their place. The war chant music was even louder that week. So we knew we was getting ready to go play our rival. And then we knew that they was naming the, 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 the field after Bobby Bowden that day. And it was like totally disrespect, you know we expect you to do that, do that versus a team that, you know, you a beat. And so we felt like they thought they could beat us. So we went out there and we just played ball, man. You know, everybody was talking about how good their defense was, the the, 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 the two years during that time frame, and how they had all these NFL draft picks. And we just wanted to go out there and prove that we still was the Florida Gators. We had draft picks too, you know, even though we were younger, we, uh, we, we just wanted to go out there with a, with a, with a victory and just redeem ourselves from what happened the year before in, in the swamp. Oh man. Yeah.
0: Not 2003 game. I, that still gets a lot of Gator <laughs> fans mad. So <laughs> uh, Yeah. 2004 made up for it just a little bit. So, um, theatric, man, I, that this you came in the news for jacks one day you know and we'll get into the you know you being named one of the top 25 players but you, you told you told me this told us a story back there uh, in the sports department that i wanted everybody uh, definitely to hear So, Ronzo gets fired urban Meyer gets hired and you, you have a decision to make uh so of course you you're going to talk to to the new head coach urban Meyer gets hired what was the conversation like with him you know to you know make your decision whether to stay up Florida or 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 go to the nfl um so i remember you mentioned that you had you know one-on-one conversation with him him in his office and I tell you what man it, it was good that uh it was good that he was straight up with you so uh, give our give our listeners that story
1: well you know when uh he came you know i was getting calls from <laughs> from Co- coach erdmeyer all, all type of times at night and you know one night he ended up calling me up to the office and we ended up talking and you know, he he told me he was like, right now you're the you're the biggest recruit that we're trying to go after. We're trying to keep you, and I was like, yeah, I, I feel you. And then he was he, he was just being honest with me. He was like, but uh, honestly, you know, I j I don't care about none of y'all. You know, it's all about uh you you staying and helping this team win games because winning games is how my family eat and my family gotta eat. So you know, when he said that, it kind of made my decision right there. Going from a coach who who, who cared about the players and coach who told me not knowing me that long that he really didn't care. All he ca- cared about was well, winning and losing. So, and that, that played a big part on, because, you know, I'm always one of those person. I've been around people who care about me in life in general. I know, you know, guys that play for Erremire got a different outlook on them, And, you know, he, he he do got a relationship with a couple of guys. It was just at that time frame during that conversation. I felt it was best for me to go after he said that. And you know, I talked to Coach Mullen on his staff. There's a couple of great people on his staff that I have a relationship with. But you know, in, in that moment, it was time for me to to, to leave. And you know, I and I, after that, I kind of had an idea. No matter what the success he had that he wasn't going to be in games very long just because when you have that type of attitude you you know you kind of you kind of have an idea what what that person is going to be about so
0: uh there was another part of that story I remember you telling me like you were of course you know one of the SEC's leading returning running backs uh stat wise and all that stuff and he basically admitted to you he you know that you weren't gonna get you better get used yeah. to not getting the ball as much
1: yeah and that was that and then i asked him i was like you know uh how much am i gonna get the volley he was like hey so what you what you just rushed for this past season like 1300 i was like yeah i just let scc in russian well you ain't gonna leave the scc in russian next year i was <laughs> like oh yeah man it, it's, it's time to go this is this time to take off i can't go from 1300 yards down to 800 700 yards you know but i knew what type of offense he had he the jet sweep and he was bringing that in about and I was like, man, I can't play in this offense. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go while I'm hot right now. I just led the SEC in rushing over Calak Williams, Ronnie Brown,
0: arian foster guys like that it was time for me to move on <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's fast forward a couple years a bit we'll get into uh your, your nfl draft all the nfl drafts coming up definitely want to pick your brain about that but you know we'll stick with with, with a lot of your teammates here um we just kind of mentioned that 2004 season and many gator fans getting to watch that uh, florida florida state game and Man, you could go and, and just see so many former teammates that went on to, you know, win a national championship in 2006. You got to play with so many of those guys, you had Chris Lee, Dallas Baker, Andre Caldwell, Brandon Siler, Jamal Cornelius, Earl Everett, Reggie Lewis, Marcus Thomas, Tate Casey, Steve Ristler, Stephen Harris, Ray McDonald. And those guys were making plays in 2004 when when, you know, as young guys when you were part of the team. What was it like seeing those guys go on and win a national championship?
1: Oh, it was great. You know, those there, all those guys you just named was my signing class, and it, you know, it was it was great to see those guys. Me and me and Randy Han was the only freshman uh, uh, coming out that, that didn't red shirt, so um, we was able to get on the field early, and you know, those guys red shirted and they were putting in the work, and they they worked hard for for years. So when when I seen those guys go out there and win that national championship it made my day you know we was on the road and it was crazy because uh antoine Winfield was a teammate of mine in minnesota and he was ohio state guy he was talking trash to me (laughs) and uh he was like hey we got to make a deal and i'm like man i'm not a deal type of guy but it's my gators man i play with these boys let's make this deal and he called me as soon as they scored that opening kickoff and i was like all right now it's going, so it's four quarters. It was just big to seeing guys, you know, Reggie Lewis and Kenneth Tooks and Gavin Dickey. Those are my roommates. So it was glad to see those guys just go out there and enjoy themselves, seeing the Brian Crumbs and just all the guys that I, I Deshaun Wynn, the guys that I that I was close to and close to this day. To go out there and win a national championship, Kyle Jackson, who I call my little brother, you know, just excited to see those guys uh, uh, accomplish a uh, uh, ring on a big stage, and you know, from from going from the the middle of the SEC back to the top was 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 major, and they put our program right back on the map and back where the Gator Nation's supposed to be.
0: Right, and, and that team, much like your your last year, led by Chris Leak, and you know y- you didn't see many true freshmen come in uh, as as you do now uh, at the quarterback position. And, and 2003 as a freshman, you know helps helps Florida as you mentioned you know, with a big win over eventual national champion LSU in Baton Rouge. Uh, in that game, he finds you for your first career touchdown reception. Uh, in, in that game, you know, he comes in as this highly touted recruit. But th- did you see him having the success? Uh, and, and was there a worry uh, about you know playing? With a true freshman quarterback back then
1: oh no no not at all you know uh when chris was was in his senior year of high school people don't know but chris used to come down to 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 the to to practice in the in the spring before he arrived on campus he'll come down and you know we'll be on the field and he'll stand off to the back and we'll be doing we was running drills and Running plays, and he'd be back doing the same drop as the quarterback. So just trying to get ahead and understand what was going on before he even came there as a as a regular student, as a full time student. So he was just doing stuff on his own. Him and his dad just driving down all the time. And so when he came to campus, it, it didn't surprise us at all that after game two or three that he was stepping in to be the guy. Like, cause he, he prepared himself for, for that time, just from, from the year, year two ahead of time. So, you know, it wasn't a surprise. I mean, we knew the guy had a pretty ball. We knew the guy was love football. So by him coming in as a, as a true freshman, we knew he could lead our team.
0: Still the prettiest spiral we've ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, see, after, take us uh, in, like I said, NFL drafts coming up uh, this week, and uh, take us back a bit. You know, you, you said you know you decided to leave Florida early uh, after leading the SEC in, in, in rushing. What was a lot of the feedback you were getting uh, from NFL teams? And, and take us back to, uh, to 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 the day you were drafted and uh you know being able to kind of say you know of course your career wasn't done but you, know, you you had made it to uh you know one more rung in the ladder for your career
1: well yes i you know we um i i ended up getting a, a late the first round to fourth round grade when i came out and you know, I had I had my kids and everybody that played with me knew what my number one goal was, and I was to get to the NFL to support my kids. So, you know, when I got my grade and my feedback back, met with a couple of agents at UF and went with Joe Siegel. And you know, right after what, what people don't know is the surprise. Right after the bowl game, you fly out to go train wherever you're gonna train for the for the for the for the combine. And I went to uh, Kenner, Louisiana, to train with Tom Shaw, who's now Walt Disney. Now uh, training on Disney Wild World of Sports, so I I went down there and trained with him for a few months, and you know just prepared myself. And leading up to the draft, my grade never changed. Um, Came out with a loaded backfield with uh, Cedric Benson, Ronnie Brown, and Eric Shelton. I think my last uh, running back draft class was the biggest that they had uh, in some years. So um, just just preparing for that and. You know, just going through all the interviews, the car signing—you know—it was major because you know you get money that you don't even expect to get that mm-hmm. that 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 can help out in, in certain type of ways. But for me, you know, it's about football and my kids. And when I uh, got drafted by Minnesota, it was a blessing. You know, uh, I know I didn't get called on the first day, but you know, here between first and fourth, it didn't. That, that's all. I just wanted to get called because like you know 2% get get drafted and I know how tough it was and I knew the the running back class I was coming out with and grace, gracefully you know Mike Tice gave me an opportunity going as a as a rookie you know score some touchdowns then I went through a coaching chain who wanted to bring his own system in so you know that the NFL is about business um it's not always about talent I tell people that all the time it's about who like you for their scheme at that time and you know, I got the chance to play two years in in Minnesota. Got a chance to go to Canada. Got a chance to even even join the Jack Smith Jaguars training camp. So, you know, my my whole career and definitely my pro career was a blessing. I mean, I got to do what many many wish they could do. Uh, many uh, a few do. So, I, I don't regret none of my decisions, and I respect all my coaches and everything about football.
0: More memorable playing in Death Valley, Baton Rouge, or playing in Lambeau Field?
1: Whew. I have to say playing – playing. I scored a touchdown in Lambeau Field, but I have to say Death Valley. I have to say Death Valley. No, nothing's better than Death Valley when you pull up when you pull up to the stadium, and the students and, and fans rocking your bus side to side, and <laughs> and they're doing all that type stuff, and, and you get off and, and then they put the Tiger, they put the Tiger cage right by the visitor locker room, <laughs> and try to scare you a little bit, and, and the stadium rocking, man, I have to say LSU, but Green Bay, you know, they they have their thing where they moon you, and, and moon your bus and all that. It's crazy, because, you know, when you're younger, you don't understand what what Brandon Moss was doing when he scored that touchdown, and then you was like, "Oh, he he's mocking the Green Bay fans." So, <laughs> but but I have to say, uh, Baton Rouge all, all day long. You know, it's hard to top anything to go on in that SEC.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Theatric Facing, and former Gator running back joining us here on Gators Breakdown. Just a few more thoughts uh, there from, from here from him. Seatrick, how much are you around the, the Gators program now? Of course, uh, Dan Mullen comes in, and, and you mentioned your relationship you had with him when he was hired uh, along with Urban Meyer. How, how much are you around the program now?
1: I try I try to get back during, um, during the summer. I go back once every summer, you know, get back, talk to the guys that you know, Vernell and Kiwan's there, and sometimes they 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 reach out and ask for you to talk to the young guys. You know, I had a chance to talk to Iverson Clements last year. Um, you know, I, I was pulled away so cuz of my youth athletic league cuz we play on Saturdays but you know me and my wife had made it where we put people in place on Saturdays and so we could start getting out a little bit more and I could show my face you know coach coach Mullen and that staff you know they they welcomed the former Gators back with open arms and I could say that's you know we had some coaches over the years that didn't do that yeah, Urban Meyer always did it but the guys that came after him didn't always do that but as soon as Mullen came down um, he was doing it, but you know, like I said, Coach Mullen Even when he was at Mississippi State, he offered me to come there. Um, hey, you can you can show up to Mississippi State if you want to. C four. So you know, I, I love the program. I love even though I don't get back, I still talk to those those, those players who came after me, the Ahmad Blacks, the, the 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 major writing guys, the Kyle Jacksons. I still talk to those younger guys, and and we have our laughs and we 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 do we we say a lot, a lot of things i don't know uh the other day amar black posted a picture from the florida, florida state game mm-hmm. with, with my stats on it, it was like oof <laughs> so he you know he, he they show love man and You know, anytime I could get back now, I try to get back, especially with this staff in place and these young guys, man, because sometimes they need need to hear a different voice and to see how how somebody made it or just get a a boost of confidence in themselves. So I try to get back now and get back more than I have before and, and make time for that, so...
0: What have you seen from from Dan Mullen in, in his first two years? Of course, ten wins in year one, eleven wins in in year two, uh, coming after Jim McElwain, who you know that last year had ran the program in, in, into the ground, and so a lot of early success uh, in these first two years uh, under Dan Mullen. He's he's made Florida football fun again. Man, yeah,
1: I always said, man, you know, even when he was at Mississippi State, I was like, man, we need to hire Coach Mullen. We need to hire Coach Mullen. You know, Coach Mullen's energetic. And he wants to be in Gainesville, and when a guy wants to be in Gainesville, he's trying to do everything he can to to make the fans proud. And he's trying to win games, and he he want to make his own mark. You know, everybody always say he's the guy that was on Urban Mile staff, that was the offensive coordinator. But you know, sometimes when you when you when you take over that head role, you want to make your own mark and put your own legacy on it. And he's starting to do that so far, and I think. Uh, um, the years to come are going to be special with Coach Mullen. He got the players want to want to play for him, and you know he's outgoing. He knows how to recruit, and he know he knows how to get the players to play, and he knows how to reach out to the to the older the former Gators. And I think, man, the sky's the limit for Coach Mullen. I think he could go down as one of our great coaches, and and I think he's going to win a few championships. And as long as he can keep that energy and how the player playing for him, man, he, he's going to be there for a long time.
0: So uh, I met you a couple months ago, uh, as I said earlier. When you came to WJXT, and uh, Justin Barney uh, had released uh, an article where you know we named you, uh, you know, part of the News for Jacks All Twenty Five team, uh, a, a team that consists of the top twenty five players in the Jacksonville area uh, the last twenty five years. So you names: Tim Tebow, Lido Shepard, Derek Henry, C.J. Spiller, Laramie Tuntle, Leon Washington, D. Webb. I mean, I mean, there was just some big names, not only big names in, in the Jacksonville area, but, you know, you you're put on that list because those guys went on to do great things also in, in college football. And, man, I, you have to look at that name or name, take a look at that list there and just say, you know, man, just the, it's great to be uh, named amongst with those those high-profile names there.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, any time a list comes out, you know, I'm a, full, I'm a sports fanatic, so – it don't matter what type of list it is, but when you, when you get to see a list and, and you're up there with with great players and and players who done did it at a high level, players who is ranked nationally and players who done made it to the NFL and did some great things in the NFL, and just being on that list, man, it just shows you uh, how much the show shows you how much work you gotta put in as a as a person and 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 stay on the right track and even with. With, with just seeing like guys like lido shepard and guys who's played in the super Bowl and all the players that came through jacksonvilles and for me to make that list you know was 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 major and you know my kids they was they was young and they' never seem really see me play besides the, the 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 replays that they see come on now but when i tell them about hard work and even the kids i coach and mentor when i tell them about hard work and be dedicated to your craft and stay on the straight and narrow you know times it could go in one eye one go in one ear and out the other bro when they see it and when they see it on the newspaper when they see it on TV like oh Coach, he really was that dude you know we okay we want to be like him like I got my running back right now uh Miles Montgomery been playing for me since he was eight years old and now he's committed to Cincinnati and he he ended up seeing some things and he changed his Twitter Twitter profile uh, picture and put me on there you know because he looks up to me and you know just just by being on those lists and and let those younger guys see the the dedication got to put in. That's that's what that's what do it for me. So,
0: so yeah, going uh, in part of that list, you know, Leon Washington, a uh, local guy, and you play games against. And also, uh, I had a, a Twitter follower, Branson Smith, send in. He goes, he wanted me to ask you about. Uh, Going up against Billy Latsko, who's your former your former uh, teammate at Florida. Uh, y'all are there uh, a lot at the same time, but uh, you know you guys got to play against each other when he was at Gainesville Buholtz and he was uh, he he played linebacker. And you know going against you as a running back at Fletcher, uh, he's there. talk about that. If you could go back and talk about that matchup a bit, if you were, if you, uh, for you know the memory you have of that game.
1: Oh yeah, you know it it was crazy. I think uh, Buholtz came in ranked number one in the in the, in the state that game it was our senior year uh we had just we was we was undefeated going into that game and we were just about to play um no we had just lost one game in the first coast and we were we was going in that game you know like ranked number 11th or something in the state in the class and we was going against them and billy alaska they had all these little Short linebackers, but they could play. And I was, they was like, man, I think they got a kid going to Florida. And I was like, really? And it ended up being Billy Lasco, man. You know, they stacked that box. The guy could hit. They was bringing it, man. They, was, they had 10 in a box. They wasn't even worried about this passing So they ended up, ended up beating us like 14-6 or something, 14 nothing or something like that. And it was crazy. You know, I became a fan of Billy Lasco as a high school player, me and him you know, kind of hit it off. So when he came to Florida and I was like, hey, man, what's your name? He was like, Billy Lasko. I was like, oh, linebacker, b man. And he was like, yeah, he had a lot of um, one A offers at the time. And he was like, man, I was just like, hey, I'm going to give it a shot at Florida. And he went there as a linebacker. And, and then I talked to him in, hey, man, you might need to come over and play fullback, man. You know, we need a fullback. You're not afraid to hit. You're the right body type. You're athletic. So he moved a fullback, and, you know, me and Billy had a great relationship, man. I could tell him, hey, Billy, that the outside linebacker, keep doing this. If you can, kick him or turn him, and I, I, I'll i run off you. So our relationship was great, man. And, you know, I love Billy Lasko, and I, I was glad he got the opportunity with the Carolina Panthers. Like I said, you know, any guy I play with, I try to follow. So, and I think, you know, Billy's one of the best linebackers i ever. I mean, better one of the best fullbacks I ever played with at any level and so you know i have to say say man billy billy was everything man and and just a great great person man
0: (laughs) and with what you're doing now uh and and in the world of you know being around younger kids and all that man just how different is the world of recruiting (laughs) right now from when you were getting recruited uh, t- to now, as you said, you're trying to, trying to lead these guys along the way, and you know, being recruited is part of it, and it's so much more intense now, and the social media world out there uh, kind of adds to that. Uh, wh- what are you, you know, telling these kids about uh, the recruiting world and you know, ha- how to handle themselves now with uh, kind of you know, constant contact at all times now?
1: Yeah, you know, I gotta, you gotta tell them first of all, like you said, social media, man. You gotta tell them be careful what they put on social media. Uh, everybody's watching everything they do, even when they don't think they're watching. They're watching. Uh, tell them how to, how to, how to act, and try to get them teach them how to talk. Uh, it goes a long ways these days. And I try to tell the kids, you know, uh, you know, a lot of cat scouts, scouts like to throw offers out these days. Back when we was in school, all the only offers you was getting, they was committable offers. Now scouts I offer 100, 180 kids in the same area, knowing they only got 20 scholarships. So I try to, you know, give advice, man. Look, when you talk to these coaches, make sure this, see if this, see if that. If not, you know, be, be be careful with it, you know, because they're a kid that be committed to one school and they might get an offer by by Arizona State and it's non-committable, but they don't know it and they done decommitted from the school they was committed to and now they're stuck in a win. So I try to give advice and just me having having connections with, 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 with a lot of college coaches because they either recruited me or I played for them or played with them. So I try to uh, pick their brains and see what they think about certain kids and at the same time you know be able to go back and relay information to uh, to, to the players and and just just so they're there in the best situation as possible no matter what it is and you know it's it's, it's very different a lot of kids like offers for likes. sometimes they chasing a the power five schools where us is when we was growing up in our area it's all about you know, going to the school that fits you and that gives you the best opportunity. Some kids don't go to schools to give them the best opportunity. They go just because it's the bigger name school at, at the moment. So, you know, I try to I try to just give kids the real and, and, and let them know it's not always about the bigger name school. It's about what fits you and where you're going to be happy for the next four or five years. I'm doing it with my son. He's getting recruited for basketball, one of the top basketball players in the city of Jacksonville, and I'm going through the same thing with him, man. You know, it's not about the bigger-name school, and, you know, basketball is very different. It's Hey, D1 is hard, the basketball, and he's luckily to have D1 schools on him. So, you know, I just want to preach to him that it don't matter about the bigger-name school, go where fit, it fits you the best
0: awesome <laughs> awesome awesome input there theatric man i can't thank you enough uh great conversation here uh i hope our listeners got a lot out of it and you know some 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 things that you know maybe they didn't know uh along the way but i can't <laughs> thank you enough for joining joining me here on gators breakdown thank you for having me no right, that's theatric facing gator great running back man that was a lot of fun getting to talk with theatric facing reliving some of those great memories there uh the Urban Meyer thing kind of surprised me a bit. Didn't really uh, know that's how the conversation went. I uh, hope you guys, I uh, hope that surprised you out there as much as it did me uh, there. So uh, that was one of the biggest takeaways there, uh, I think. And you know, just his recruitment as well, growing up a FSU fan. and Ended up a Gator, a Gator great uh, as well, running back. And I wish the team could have had some more success there uh, with TheaTric facing, of course. But as we you know, talked about, a lot of those guys he played with end up, and going on and winning a national championship in 2006. So um, you know, God, a lot of those guys from that time of uh, Zook eventually found some success, but I wish theatric facing would have been, would have been one of those. Uh, remember, this was just only going to be the first episode of this week here. Um, the guys at um, SI Sports Illustrated, All Gators, Zach Goodall, Demetrius Harvey will join me for an NFL draft preview as well as we look at some of these Gators uh, that are going to be uh, getting their name called. Uh, this coming up weekend for the NFL draft. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDaveSBC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.